The Philadelphia Eagles continue their unbeaten streak to start the season as we kick off our Week 9 action. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros, powered by Power 88 Dean Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. So, as I mentioned, the Eagles are still undefeated at 8-0. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get to the Jets, how they lost against the Patriots, and how they have another potential loss coming up here, and if that could possibly spell some trouble for the team. We're also going to talk about the Titans, who are now 5-2 and two after an 0-2 start, then possible, possibly being contenders. But, CJ, how are you doing tonight? You know what, Adam? I'm fine. I can't complain. Well, I mean, I, okay, let me rephrase that. I won't complain. You won't complain. Okay. Yeah. Plenty of things to complain about during the fall semester here at Dean College. Oh, yeah, and especially some classes. I'm not going to say which ones, but if you know me, you know the class to which I refer. All right, sounds good. Well, we're not in that class right now. We're on the Fumble Rooski podcast, so it's all good things here (laughs) where we're going to kick off the Eagles, who improved to 8-0. So I've been very well aware that the Eagles have been undefeated all season, and I have tried my best to hold us back as a crew from covering them being undefeated. Because once you start covering it, then you jinx it. And on top of that, like furthermore, why are we going to cover a a team talking about them possibly going 17-0 when you're three games in, right? So we're we're eight games into the season. They're 8-0. So they did just this past night. It was against the Texans. They beat them 29-17. They put up – the Texans put up – a decent fight. They're now one and seven, but they put up a fight. But CJ, is there any chance the Eagles improve? Uh, let's say finish the season undefeated, seventeen and zero. Now, well, oh, that's hard. My main instinct is to say yes, and I'll give you both sides. Don't worry, I am nothing if not unbiased. Well, you know, maybe. So let's uh, take a look at the Eagles' schedule, shall we? <clears throat> I would argue that the only good team that they've actually beaten thus far is the Vikings. You know, because, I mean, look, look at this. They beat Detroit, then they beat the Vikings. They beat the Commanders. They beat Jacksonville. They beat Arizona. They beat the Cooper Rush Cowboys. Then they beat... Uh, Pittsburgh, and of course, they beat uh, Houston last night. And now, if you look at the rest of their schedule, they have the Commanders, the Colts, the Packers, the Titans, the Giants, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Saints, and the Giants again. Does that sound like a good schedule? I won't lie. That's pretty soft. I mean, excluding the division games, because, you know, division games are always hard fought but that being said there's a very real chance just based on the softness of their schedule alone but look you and i both know it's extremely hard to go undefeated look at the 2019 steelers or there was it the 2020 steelers you know the team started 11 and 0 and then bottomed out remember that i remember and as they say in family guy pepperidge farm remembers no i'm kidding but uh <laughs> but uh, and then, you know, you got the Carolina Panthers that, you know, ended up 
they we thought they were going to be undefeated, but you know, then there's 15 and one. I just I don't personally the their schedule says they should, but let's face it, every year, no matter how good your team is, there's that game. You know, that one game that you drop that you have no business losing. There's always that. I know it's not the most analytical, but it happens. And just the math says it's so hard to go undefeated. And what if, God forbid, someone like A.J. Brown or Jalen Hurts goes down? There's too many variables. I want to say they can do it. I mean, I know they can do it, but I'm going to err on the side of caution and say I don't think they do. Yeah, so I don't think they will either just because any team, like even the best teams slip up every now and then. It just happens. There's there's upsets. There's a te- there's every team on this schedule you should you sh- they should beat, but they just won't. I just don't think they will. Like the Titans are a team that I could see that I could see punching them in the mouth. They have two games against New York, uh the as in the Giants who've been gritty. I just don't think I just don't think they can. But uh looking at your argument saying that they had they've had a tough schedule uh, excuse me, a, a soft schedule earlier on. So yeah, they they beat the Vikings. They really they pulverized the Vikings. But the Cowboys, the, the Cooper Rush Cowboys. Look, I get it with Cooper Rush. He left a bad taste in, on his in his mouth in our mouths from the last time we from the last from. Shut up, shut up, CJ. I haven't from done anything. La- I didn't say anything from the it, last time it. we from the last time we saw them. But look at what the Cowboys did with Cooper Rush. Before that one game, they beat the Giants, giving them one of two losses. I'm trying to. They beat the Giants for one of two losses they have all season. They beat the Bengals, who have their own issues, but still, that's a tough. That's a tough game to to win. They also beat the Rams, holding them to ten points, and Cooper Rush wasn't turning the ball over. So the fact that Cooper Rush looked that bad i give that more more to the eagles wouldn't you yeah yeah like he he made them look he made they made cooper rush look stupid the pass rush the secondary the whole nine yards that whole that defense was electric against him and they also punched him in the mouth mouth offensively so yeah they so we've we've seen this Eagles team. They look tough. They look like they can they can do a few things, but like you said, like there's going to be a point where they slip up. One of these teams is going to is going to beat them, and it's probably going to be one team that holds them, uh, that holds them, contains them against the run, forces them to throw, and they can't do it to the level that we that we think. <coughs> excuse me, that we think they could. So will that will they go undefeated probably not. And I did this is also part of the reason why I didn't want to because most teams don't go undefeated. I just think every team that starts off past 6 and 0 or even past, like let's just just 6 and 0 in in higher, it's automatically oh, are they going to go 17 and 0? Is this a, is this a second coming of the New England Patriots in 07? Is this the Dolphins? No, it it just never it just almost never works out. So I wanted to wait a little while. I think at eight and zero, this is kind of the time to start talking about it, especially since everyone's talking about it now. I wanted to wait till at least week nine, but they've looked really good in the past few weeks, and I think they could continue to go undefeated for a little while. It'll be a little while before 
it'll be a few weeks before they lose another game. I'll say that much. Like, I, th- I think they're going to continue, especially since in their next game they have the Washington Commanders. I hate ads on ESPN. I, I, so I, I do my own research. I know what I'm looking at, but I also like having my things in front of me. So I have the ESPN app open, and it continues to go on to these. I accidentally touch the ad, and it just goes into another another uh, tab. But yeah, it looks they like have the Commanders the coming up. What's that? <laughs> I said, I hate that. You know, you try to press the X. It's like, oh, it looks like you're going to the App Store. Going over to the App Store, Apple Music. Uh, the, they have the Commanders coming up, and then they have the Colts, and then they have the Packers. Those look like three wins right there. Maybe maybe Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is a, is a tough out, but they haven't. the Packers haven't looked that good. The Titans are a tough one. The Titans are a tough one. So that's a team, and we're going to cover that later on. Um, but yeah, so I think you and I are pretty much on the same page on this Eagles. Yeah. They don't finish undefeated. Maybe they come close. Maybe they have a loss or two. Um, but I, I just, it's one of these games we could see, I think they have another game against, we could see them losing to the bears and they have another game against, they have another game. I didn't look at this, but they have another game against the Cowboys and now they have, now they have Dak Prescott. And that defense for the Cowboys has been awesome for them. Their running game is as good as it's ever been. <clears throat> so, I don't know, man. I think, I, yeah, they lose a couple yeah. games here. I, I can see a couple of them here. It may not be they deserve they, – they should win all of these games. They just won't. They won't. Yeah, it's just the nature of the beast. All right. Well, I forgot to put in a uh, question, uh, question banner for this segment but we are actually done with it anyways and we're going to move on to the jets who just lost to the last place patriots in their division and now they have the potential to lose another game and fall to five and four after a five and two start we're going to touch on whether or not this jets team really is for real and if they're in trouble that's next this is the fumble ruski podcast This is the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Insulting Adam Wright here with CJ Medeiros. So, the New York Jets. So, here's what happened with this season. The New York Jets started 1-2 and two with Joe Flacco at the helm. And then Zach Wilson takes over, and they win four straight. And the narrative has turned into, oh, is Zach Wilson the guy? But little did people know that over that stretch, Brees Hall was starting to hit his stride and carry them to some <clears> victories <throat> with the defense also doing its job. And now Brees Hall goes down, and they they quickly grabbed James Robinson to step in for him. And then they grabbed uh, – they, they already have Michael Carter. 
to uh, replace him. So they have a couple guys in there, but regardless, they lost to the Patriots, who are in last place, by the way, by a final of, what was it, 22 to 13? 17. 17, somewhere around there. But Zach Wilson also threw, threw three picks. And now here we are. It is week it is week nine, and they're going in to face the six and one Buffalo Bills, who are not only favorites to win this division, but win the whole AFC and possibly the Super Bowl. So now we we look we, we're looking at potentially two straight losses for the Jets, five and four record. So was this Jets team ever really for real? Like what 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 are we what are we looking at with this Jets team this season, CJ? I will tell you right now, this Jets team was never legit, in my humble opinion. <clears throat> and look, and that's just not me being a Pats fan, hating the Jets. I mean, look, we'll look at their schedule, all right? So, you know, they they lost to the Ravens, then they beat Cleveland, then they lost to Cincy. That's fine. They beat the Steelers. Oh, big whoop. You beat the Dolphins without Tua. You beat the shell of the Green Bay Packers and you beat Broncos country let's ride and then you play the Patriots which you know you're in East Rutherford and it's a division game which I know is tough and Zach Wilson gets pantsed on national TV now Adam you did bring up something that I'd like to elaborate on everybody's like oh is Zach Wilson the guy but you said it was Brees Hall and you are correct If Zach Wilson has played five games so far this season, his stats are as follows. He has 1,048 yards, a completion percentage of 54%, three passing touchdowns, five interceptions, and a passer rating of uh, 71. He was never the guy. And look, the Jets had some good pieces. They had Brees Hall before he went down, and who could forget a really good defense led by guys like Quinn and Williams and Sauce Gardner. I just, I didn't think they were legit though. You know why? Cause Zach's not legit and Zach's not even a game manager. His stats have been awful. Even last game, he threw for over 300 yards, but he also had three picks and a completion percentage of 48%. That's still, I don't care how many yards you throw for. If you're still turning the ball over and you have a less than 50% completion percentage, you're not going to win. And as it stands right now, unless he changes fast, he's not the guy. And while he's not the guy, the Jets will not be legit. And I will die on that hill. All right. Well, don't mind my dog who's barking in the background, probably at the mailman or something. But so looking. So what's that? At night? He he bark. He barks at anything. He'll bark. He'll bark at a leaf that's falling. He's he's just a he's a scaredy cat. But so looking at this season, like like you ask, were the Jets ever legit? I think they were, but Zach Wilson had nothing to do with it. That defense for the Jets has done very well. They didn't the the front office has done a great job of retooling that defense. The secondary looks really good. They have a legit number one, possibly top five corner in the league in Sauce Gardner. And he's only a rookie. So that's that's one thing that was helping them. And then they have a on top of that, they have a guy 
who was able to be a bell cow back in Brees Hall. And that's what was getting them some wins. It was Brees Hall getting all the offensive production. And Michael Carter's a solid back. I always liked Michael Carter. And he could be a lead back, but he's not the type of guy who's going to take over and he could single-handedly get you get you wins like Brees Hall could. It's just not going to happen. But, like, so the way that team was built with defense and running the ball, they could limit the amount that Zach Wilson could screw it up. But now that, like, you know, now, now that Brees Hall is gone, they need to lead more on that passing game and get the ball to Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, even though he wants out of there, <laughs> Denzel Mims, even though he, he wants, out, wants of out of there. Tyler, uh, Tyler Conklin, who I'll give him credit. He, he came out, he came out and he's turned into a pretty good tight end this year. But like, since they have forced him to throw the ball, he threw three picks. What does that tell you? Zach Wilson isn't the guy. And it was all a defense and running the ball approach that was helping them. So they were legit. They were a borderline playoff team. But now, now that you have to look at James Robinson, who's still getting acclimated in that offense, and I'm not even sure if he's 100% coming off that Achilles tear, and Michael Carter, who's only a little bit of what Brees Hall was, <coughs> they don't have much there. It's just not it's not as good as it's not it's not the same thing anymore. They can't produce any offense. And the defense is going to get tired out because the they're always gonna have to get back on the field after Zach Wilson throws a pick. It's going to be a problem. So were they were they legit? Yes. Are they now? Not anymore. Yeah, I mean, I disagree that I don't think they were really ever legit. Cause I mean I'm not going to like – I mean, I know we have to move on, so I'm not going to get too, too much into it. But, I mean, if you saw what they were doing, other than that Miami game, they haven't really had a convincing win. These are like ugly slugfests. But I digress. Yeah. But they were it, they were winning. They were winning yeah, the see, games. See, now let me tell you something. Before we go, let me give you an, an old CJ Maxim. You see, there's a saying called a win is a win is a win. I'd like to edit that by saying a win is a win is a win, but not all wins are created equal. Because if you're winning ugly, are you really legit? If all your wins are ugly, you're not legit. That is all. Right. But that's usually what it looks like when you're playing when you're playing that approach. Right. You're, you're going to get when you don't. When and you and why are you playing that approach? You because your quarterback is garbage. Well, they had no choice. Well, that's how they had legit. to do it. I'm sorry. If they get wins, and they get wins. That's what was working. Yeah, Brees well, Hall wasn't look, playing man, Not all wins football. are created equal, I'm telling you. Right. Bre- well, a, win, a win is a win at the end of the day. And they got to 5-2 and two because their running back happened to be a superstar. And now he's gone. And Michael Carter, while he could be a very good running back in this league, he's not Brees Hall. And James Robinson, while he could be, we've seen him be a very good running back in this league, not Brees Hall. Maybe even less so now that he's nursing this this uh, this Achilles tear he's coming back from. So perhaps, and he's also st- getting used to a new offense. So it's going to be a little while before James Robinson can even make any sort of impact on in uh, on this team. That's why I kind of I, I've never thought the trade deadline could is really that important 
because when teams get traded to another to another team, when players get traded to another team, like especially if it's in the middle of the offseason, in the middle of the season, they're not like you still have to no matter how talented you are, you still have to learn that new scheme and be able to work with it and know all the play calls. You got to know the playbook. It just doesn't it's not it, like obviously it makes it's it makes a difference when you trade for big time players, but like it's going to take some time for them to get acclimated in that offense. And during that process they might make a little bit of an, you know, a little bit of an impact, but not as much as they could. Um all right. So that's all with that. We're on the same page with this. The Jets are about to get trampled over by the Bills. We can agree on that. And if they don't, then holy crap. Yeah, it, look, if they beat the Bills or keep it close, like within a score, I'll say they're legit. Yeah, and I'll say that defense is pretty legit at that point. Oh, yeah, point. especially the defense. And I bet Sauce Gardner is going to hold his own against Stephon Diggs. I think he will. He's been doing really well this season. And I think he's going to do the same thing. Well, this is um, the test, isn't it? And that would also mean they'd be able to – who knows? We're just, we're just playing around with these crazy scenarios when we all know I, – I think the most like, likely one is that they lose. But we'll see. We'll see. I digress. But we're going to go to the Titans. So as we talked about, were the t- Jets ever legit? Are the Titans legit now? After an 0-2 start, they go 5-0 ever since then. Are they, t- are they contenders now? We'll hit on that next. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and fans, excuse me, fans only sports network, wow. not them anymore. Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. So the Tennessee Titans have gone on a little bit of a hot streak and have kind of flown under the radar. So an 0-2 start over this offseason, they lost a couple of players, namely A.J. Brown, among others. And they did replace him with Traylon Burks, but he's on IR now. And they also have Robert uh, Robert Woods as their other receiver who's coming back from an ACL tear. He's still not completely 100%. But regardless, they are 5-2. and two. And also, Ryan Tannehill's been out of the lineup this past game and possibly in this game. So, CJ, are the Titans... Do, can, can we toy with them potentially being contenders here? All right. Let me tell you something. I do not think the Titans are contenders, but I think they will make it out of their piss-poor division. Can we all agree on that? When the Titans go in, depending on who they're playing, they could very well be a one-and-done team. I mean, think about it. 
They beat – no, no, no. I'm trying to think of like – okay, so here's what they beat. Ready? They beat the Josh McDaniels-led Raiders. I'm sorry. If you beat a team run by Josh McDaniels, that's not a feat. They beat the Colts, who are, you know, the Colts. Thought they were going to be good. They are not. They beat the Commanders, which, you know, big whoop. You beat the Commanders. You beat Indy again. Congrats. And then, you know, you beat the Texans. Hooray. I mean, the, and I'm looking at all these games. They're winning close games. The Raiders was by two. I'll, I'll give them some credit. The Colts was by seven. The Commanders were by four. The Titans, out. Uh, I mean, the Colts the second time was by nine. But the Texans by seven? These aren't, oh, they're just, like I said, it's kind of like the Jets. Not all wins are created equal. They're winning like these ugly slugfests. And it's just, I don't really like, you know, like their opponents. It's like, so here's what they have left. You got Denver, garbage. You got the Packers, Rodgers and nothing else. You have the Bengals, that could cause some problems. You got Philly. You have Jacksonville, meh. You got the Chargers, that could go either way. You got the Texans. You have the resurging Cowboys, and uh, then you got the Jags again. Uh, I don't know. I just, I think they're going to make the playoffs just because their division is god-awful. Then they're going to get bounced out in the first round. I'd hardly label them as contenders. That entire division is terrible. All right. So just looking at, oh boy, trade accepted in our fantasy league, CJ. Uh, Oh, Lord, didn't Matt fleece someone else? It's possible. Hold on, I'll look. I'll... We don't. We don't need to look on air. Let's 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 focus on the on the topic at hand. The Titans. So it looks like most likely they're going to lose this game against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are healthy now, um, and the Titans still aren't. There, there. There's a really good chance they're going to be without Ryan Tannehill yet again. And in their last game, they didn't have to produce much offense. Much offense against against the last team they were facing, which was the Texans. They just didn't have to. They threw once. They threw once in the second half. If, they're fa- if they have Malik Willis in there against the Chiefs, against that high-powered Chiefs team, they're going to have they're going to have to throw a lot more. And are they willing to give that to take the training wheels off for Malik Willis? I don't think they they're gonna well they're gonna have to if they do. But how will that end up going? I just don't see I just don't see them winning this game. So but regardless, the question whether or not they can be contenders, <clears throat> here's why they're winning these games. Even if Ryan Tannehill was in the game, even if Malik Willis is in the game, the reason they're winning these games is because of Derrick Henry. He's yet again put the team on his back, and they're playing very good defense. All very similarly to the Jets, who we just talked about in the last segment. So whether or not they can be contenders hinges on these two players. Traylon Burks, Robert Woods. Can those guys come back and be what they once were? or Traylon Burks being being what he could potentially be because he's a rookie. <laughs> but they need some sort of a passing game in order to even have a fighting chance. 
And also looking at Ryan Tannehill when he gets healthy, is he even the guy to win a Super Bowl? Because we've had some very some competitive Titans teams with Ryan Tannehill leading the charge, but they have they've always come up short, mostly because of Ryan Tannehill. So can't so with that in mind, I kind of want to see what Malik Willis can do. Because maybe later on in the season he makes some sort of an he makes some sort of an impact during one of his starts. He earns the starting job. This is all wish, wishful thinking, but he could earn the starting job, and you have a legitimate passer, and then you have something going there. I'm not. I don't know. Something like that. But either way, they need their they need some sort of a passing game because they don't have that right now. They don't. Their best their best receiver is Robert Woods, who's not his old self right now. And Traylon Burks is not supposed to be back in, uh, in for another couple weeks with the turf toe injury. So I just it's, – it's, there's a lot of question marks left on the Titans, but the fact that they're 5-2 and two right now gives them a fighting chance, I'll say that much. So maybe. It's a big maybe, but I'm going to lean towards no because these are really, really big question marks here. So probably no. Yeah, I said that too. And like I said, the only reason they're even probably going to the playoffs is because their their entire division is terrible. And they, like you said, they have no passing game. Tannehill's hurt, and he's terrible. And Malik Willis has looked wholly uninspiring. So uh, I don't think this is a Tennessee's year, especially if you run Derrick Henry into the ground again. Yeah, and. So far, so good with Derrick Henry, and he's what's going to keep them in the race, really. It's going to be him. If they lose him, they lose everything. Pretty much, yeah. And I know they had a decent run without him, but they also had some decent players to, to back him up. I know they had uh, I, I know they had Deontay Foreman, they had Dontrell Hilliard, and they had one other guy, uh, Jeremy McNichols. And all those guys really really platooned to make a pretty good rushing attack that kept them afloat. They weren't great. They weren't world beaters like they were earlier on last season, but they were getting the job done. Plus last year they had AJ Brown, which helps, which they don't now anymore. He's now on the eight and no Eagles and he's flying high. No pun intended, pun intended. It was intended, but um, anything else before we move on to our last segment, which is our fantasy football segment. CJ, no. Yeah, no. Nothing. Okay. Wait, wait, right. hold on. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Our fantasy, the Fumbleruski fantasy fix. What about it? You we just have that next. Yes, I am aware. Yes. So I asked anything else before. All right, we're not arguing. No, on okay, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was like, I was looking at that trade in our league, but whatever. No, I don't have anything. Fantasy fix is next. Touchdown! 
This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret, Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright here with CJ Medeiros. We've reached the Fumble Rooski Fantasy Fix, and on our Friday episodes, we do Stardom Sit-Ums. So the Week 9 edition for Starts and Sits. And as always, we start with the running backs, where we're going to start Dion Jackson at New England. After the loss of Jonathan Taylor for this week, we also have Raheem Mostert at Chicago. They might have added that Miami backfield, might have added to their backfield, but Raheem Mostert, he's he's familiar with the playbook, and Jeff Wilson isn't, so still start him. And he's been putting up good numbers, and he's facing a tough uh, and, and very easy Chicago defense as far as running backs go. So going for sits, we're going to st- sit Michael Carter versus Buffalo and Naeem Hines at the Jets. We also have, uh, for wide receivers, we're going to start Juju Smith-Schuster versus Tennessee, and we're going to start Gabriel Davis at the Jets. For sits, we're going to sit Michael Pittman at New England and Chase Claypool versus Miami. For tight ends, we're going to start Robert Tunyon at Detroit and Evan Ingram versus Las Vegas. For sits, TJ Hawkinson at Washington, Gerald Everett at Seattle. For quarterbacks, we're going to start Kirk Cousins at Washington. It's a little revenge game there, CJ. You like that. <laughs> yes. You like that, oh. don't you? Oh, I like that. Okay. Uh, two, we're also going to start Tua Tungavailoa at Chicago. Guy's starting to pick up some steam, and he's facing a subpar Chicago defense with Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill as toys to throw to. So get him in your starting lineup for sits. We're going to sit Matthew Stafford at Tampa Bay. What a what a tragic fall from grace this guy has had. From so world champion. Real. Yeah, but usually for the loser. Um, uh, unless you're the Denver Broncos in 2015. And clearly the Rams in 2022. <laughs> Derek Carr at Jacksonville. We're going to sit him. And for defenses, we're going to start the Patriots versus Indianapolis. And we're going to start the Ravens at New Orleans. Then for sits, Cardinals versus Seattle. Jets versus Buffalo. All right. Well, that has been your Fumbrewski Fantasy Fix, your stardom sit-ems for Week 9. Hopefully we helped you win some leagues. Um But without further ado, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.